just like most episodes, this one contains strong language. Who are Kenyatta and Jack? We're just friends who are Gen Xers, former Air Force brats, parents, taxpayers, and citizens of the Earth. And we're here to save it one podcast at a time. Shamil, Shamazel, Hassan Pfeffer Incorporated. We're going to do it. And we're back again. That guy over there giggling is Jack. Hello. <laughs> and, if, and, and if you've been with us, then you know who I am. And we are back again for another week, another episode, another dry week of news. I Yeah, nothing happened at all. But at all. You know, with that opening, nothing says this is a podcast hosted by two Gen Xers than that opening. Absolutely. <laughs> we we will not be mistaken for millennials or Correct. Gen Z with that opening. Correct. Correct. To all uh, of our this, younger listeners, go mm-hmm. Google Laverne and Shirley or YouTube Laverne and Shirley theme, and that will make sense. And then try yourself a milk and Pepsi and come back and let us know what you thought. Okay. So. <laughs> okay. No, I, I don't advise that. I'm sorry. <laughs> Moving I, on. <laughs> I cannot, I cannot in good, in good faith recommend that. So I'm sorry. <laughs> I apologize. Okay. Anyway, how, how have you been? How have you been? You know, I'm same as always, you know, just walking through life, trying to get through just like everyone else. Same, same, same. But, uh, you know, for every morning that I get up and put my feet on the floor and check that I don't have any major nerve damage and all my joints are good, I'm grateful. Yeah, yeah. That's, it's, you know, yeah. Getting up's mm-hmm. great. <laughs> Not twisting anything and. <laughs> You know, doing dumb crap, leaning over to spit out your toothpaste and your back goes out. Mm, 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 mm. Anytime that doesn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. The, these are the salad days, friends. These are the salad days. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Although, to be fair, I had to go to my new doctor on Tuesday. My old one retired. Mm. So I had to go to a new one who they recommended. Mm-hmm. And about eight minutes into the visit with my new doctor, after he checked me over, he said, so let's schedule that colonoscopy for next month. No, he got you. Oh, he got you. And I was like, uh, thank you. Uh, okay. I guess. Uh, yeah. I think I'm going to hear about it as well. You know, when I go on for my checkup here next week. Yeah, yep, it's probably. <laughs> yep, yep. It might so be a topic you, of conversation. It might, it might be. It might be since they lowered the age to, to 45 now. It's like, what do you think? Do you think? No, I don't think. Yeah, yeah. That I completely mean, I mean, ties into being a Gen Xer. Correct. Correct. <laughs> and listening, friends, if you didn't know, the recommended age for starting to have a colonoscopy was age 50 until. This past year or so, when they lowered the age to 45. And it's something, unless you're, unless you're high risk, you don't have to have, but every 10 years. However, yeah. the procedure is, from what I hear and have, you know, seen by the, the preparations needed, is, quote, a bitch kitty. 
So yeah, the, the prep <laughs> is the problem. Correct. That day before. <laughs> friends, we, yeah, friends, we won't go any further. We won't go any further. If you're our age and you've heard about it, if you're younger, well, you too shall hear about it. So you will hit this age one day. So it'll, it'll, you'll start hearing about it probably about the time if you're still on social media at that point that you'll start getting advertisements from AARP. So yep. that yep. being said, <laughs> that being yeah. said, we're going to go ahead and keep this little train a, a chugging. Move to some WTF. Choo choo. Yes. Yes. All right. I, th- I believe it's your turn to go first. Is it not? I believe it is. I mean, I not like it actually matters in the, in the you know, in the it grand re- scheme of really- things. It really doesn't, but you know, it's it's all good. It's all good. But so mine's kind of it's the same they're related, but it's kind of two pronged. So earlier this week, or actually I believe it was earlier today. Yes, earlier today. Uh the House uh gave final approval to legislation to mandate federal recognition for same sex marriages. With a bipartisan <gasps> bipartisanship, with a bipartisan coalition of lawmakers voting in favor of the measure in the waning days of the Democratic-led Congress, and listening friends, if you've listened to us and you're paying attention, you'll know that come next month the Republicans will take the House, but the Democrats still hold yeah. the Senate. Interesting enough, it was a vote of 258 to 169 that the legislation cleared Congress and is going to Joey B's desk to be signed into law. Yep. And let's see the official name, the respect for act through, excuse me, the respect for marriage act yeah. is what it's called. And I find this very interesting. I find it, first of all, I should say it's very heartening. And I think it points to a measure of enlightenment that I don't think a lot of people saw coming say this time last year. Right. Um, and I, for one, am overjoyed for it because maybe I'm just a simple, a simple person in this regards, but there's no reason in the world that every single one of us should have or should not have the same opportunities. And that includes who you get married to. Period. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I agree with you. One hundred and fifty percent. Yes. And, you know, there were some Republicans that went up on whining and throwing hissy fits. I mean, some rep from Missouri literally cried about oh. how it's going to ruin marriage. Because, uh-huh. you know, we got to have biblical marriage. Well, lady, which kind are you talking about? Like marrying your half-sister like Abraham did with Sarah? That's a that biblical w- marriage, right? Correct. Just from my understanding. Is it, that- is it not called the Abrahamic religions? Oops. Anyway, <clears throat> the representative you speak of is Vicki Hartzler. Yes. And quote, she says, quote, this bill only serves to further, further demonize biblical values. This is yet another step toward the Democrats' goal of dismantling the traditional value, silencing voices of faith, and permanently undoing our God's, or excuse me, our country's God-woven foundation. Lady, lady lady this is not an either or type of thing just because this is a move in favor of protecting same-sex marriages does not mean it is an attack 
on Christian values. And furthermore, she's missed the memo where a good deal of people, especially at this level of government or with this much power, while they espouse Christian values, they dare not live by them. But you didn't hear that from me. Yeah, hmm. yeah. Um, I wonder if uh, MTG got up and spoke about the sanctity of marriage. God knows. I want her to go back to CrossFit. Okay, that's yeah. what I want from her. Because you what know, I want she was practicing that when she was cheating on her husband. Mm. But you know, what do we know? What do we? Yeah, you know what's what going on. And the other part about this is too that also is getting, or at least from what I've heard. Um, sort of less coverage is the fact that it also makes it to where you cannot outlaw um, biracial marriage. Mm. So that tells you that even though people voted no for that as well. Yeah. And you mentioned that, and it does indeed prohibit states from denying the validity of an out-of-state marriage based on sex, race, or ethnicity. Yeah. So again, just like you said, there's a handful that said, nah, well, exactly what are your objections? You know, there's a, a, obviously, as a matter of public record, you can't find out who voted no. And if they represent your state, give them a ring, give them a little postcard, a little something, something. Cause you yeah. know how we, you know how we get down here. So if you're listening to us, you think like us, go ahead and give them a ring and let it all hang out. Cause there's no reason in the world why you would you would not want everyone to have the same protections. Why why is that? You unless again, yeah, unless again we're like, you know, old girl here or this handful of people who swear it's a it's a violation of Christian values. I yes. digress. Yeah. Part I of the digress. problem with that <laughs> though is that for a lot mm. of evangelical Christians they are so deep into their faith that they can't even fathom people have different beliefs. No. They, they just can't. And that those beliefs are even valid. That's the part. That's the part. They don't, they're, they think it's, it, they're, um, what other people believe is just gibberish. Well, how can you believe anything but this? Yeah. Who cares yeah. if that doesn't jive with what Hindus believe? Yeah, you know, or you know, pick anyone that's not Christian, and that's the problem. They can't even like comprehend that people have different views, and a different view doesn't mean that you are trying to destroy Christianity and yada yada yada. No, that's not it. People have different beliefs and viewpoints than yours. Just because you're pro this doesn't mean you're anti that. People don't yeah. don't get that. It's it's yeah. life in summation is not an either or. It's not black and white. I don't see how it can be. Yeah. I'm, and the, and I, I think the older that you get and the more you experience, hopefully, not within a bubble, then the more mm -hmm. you understand that many things that happen take place in a very gray shaded area. There's no either or in a lot of things, and this is one of them. Mm -hmm. Just because just because you're for this doesn't mean you don't respect people that believe this. But just like you said, right. those people, those people that are extremists, fundamentalists in some cases, I guess you could say, think that if you don't believe if you don't believe us or if you're not saying yes to us, then you're just dead wrong. As opposed that, yeah. to yeah. Or, yep. or is it just opposed to you just have a different opinion? 
but they expect to be given the same consideration as far as their viewpoints are concerned. Get out no, of here. Their, they, their viewpoints are supposed to be given priority. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. yes. <laughs> and, and then on top of it, it has been so long since sort of the evangelical movement has been held accountable for shitty beliefs mm-hmm. that now that they're being held accountable for it, oh, we're being persecuted. No. Yeah, that's, that's exactly it. You aren't being persecuted. You're being called out for your shitty belief and your shitty treatment of people. Ask anyone in the restaurant business the worst day of the the worst day and time of the week, and they will say Sunday after twelve to about three o'clock. It's not persecution. It's pointing out the fact that a great deal of them are hypocritical. Yep. Period. Point blank. You say this one thing, or like or like we get like we used to say, you're talking out the side of your neck. Yeah. You say one thing. But your hands are over here doing another, figuratively. Yep. But then you get the reason why, and I think the reason why they get so bent out of shape is that they know this. And they think if they can scream and holler and protest enough that people won't question them. Yep. No, it's not working quite like that anymore. Mm. And I, I also have noticed um, that there are a large number of evangelical preachers that especially over the last year and a half that are all of a sudden going back with the, we have to kill um, our friends in the alphabet community. That's uh-huh. easier for me to say folks. Um, <laughs> just get a sticky. Still, it still no, won't do it. <laughs> just get a sticky and stick it somewhere in your vicinity and just practice it. Two dozen over and over. <laughs> yes. You're, you're going to get it. You're going to be fluid. One day. With- by and next then summer. Then they'll change it again. <laughs> they won't. <laughs> but, but those these very same preachers that are preaching that the Bible says that you have to stone the homosexual to death, I noticed were also preachers that prophesied that God had told them that Donald Trump was going to win in 2020. You know what the Bible says should happen to people that prophesy something and it doesn't come true? Let me guess. supposed to be stoned to death. Funny how they don't bring that up, huh? <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of things in the Bible that they don't bring up because if you're right. going to live, if you're literally going to live by the word, you better live by the word. Right. That's interesting. But if you're going to claim one verse in Leviticus that you have to live by, <laughs> then you need to claim all the other ones too. Correct. And I notice a lot of y'all wearing polyester. Mm-mm-mm. Any hoot. <laughs> The other, the other part of my two-pronged WTF, because it is related, concerns a lady by the name of Lori Smith, Colorado-based web designer, who wants, who wants to expand her business into wedding planning, but does not want to be held accountable or break the law if she decides that she does not want the business of same-sex marriages. And as we know, yep. or if you don't know, Colorado does indeed have a law in place that you cannot discriminate against people, uh, race, religion, ethnicity, sexual orientation. And this is the same state that some years ago, uh, you know, the cake baker came into some trouble because he refused to bake a cake for a same-sex marriage. Yeah. But th- this case is a little different because Miss Smith has not had anybody to whom which she has denied services to. She has filed a lawsuit against this Colorado law preemptively so that somewhere down the line, if her wedding services take off, 
then she should not be prosecuted for telling a same-sex couple no. Yeah, that's pre... What is it? A pre... <laughs> preventive? No. Preemptive. She, yeah, preemptive bigotry. Yes. I'm not going to be bigotry, bigoted right now towards people, but I would like well, to be in the be. future. <laughs> it could come and, up, and I need to be able to be a bigot when that time arrives. <laughs> and that you better not arrest me for it. Yeah. The audacity. Yes, yes. Here's the even bigger audacity. This case has made it to the Supreme Court. And this is why I am both surprised and not surprised. Because this just points to how the Supreme Court is trending. Mm -hmm. And they are they are working their way to a point in small bites, I guess you can say, on limiting rights that have been established to certain marginalized groups over the years. You know what? I'm not even going to say small bites. They are right now Joey Chestnut knit at the Nathan's All You Can Eat Hot Dog competition on the 4th of July. Mm, that's a good one. I like Nathan's hot dogs. But yes, I think this case made it, managed to make it there. And they're, and they're, they're, the indications are strong that they're going to favor on her side. Yep. And they're trying to, I guess they're trying to, favor show her favor in a way that doesn't look as bigoted as it sounds right good luck with that guys yeah because like i said this, this <laughs> whole story is full of audacity from hers for filing a lawsuit against the colorado government against this law for something she might do in the future yes to the fact the supreme court is seriously considering maybe we should make people liable for this if they say it offends their Christian beliefs. Yeah, yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, but did you see that um, in the last week, there are two two separate deals mm. where uh, the law of un unintended consequences is kicked in, or it's also called fuck around and find out. There is a restaurant that this Christian family group that donates to all of you know the causes they do is going to have a a meeting there and an hour before their room was supposed to go the owner of the restaurant called them and said they couldn't have their meeting there because their religious beliefs were harmful and that didn't believe they it did not jive with their religious beliefs or with their beliefs and because of their beliefs they didn't have to let them eat at their restaurant and so the the church group is now this is just unconscionable that they would not let us eat there because of our beliefs <laughs> fancy that <laughs> and it's like uh are you guys missing something there yeah yeah and so there was that and then of course my other favorite one is um uh kirk cameron <laughs> wrote a children's book and um, he wanted to go and do the I read the book to kids at libraries tour and libraries are turning them down. <laughs> oh, how, I, I cannot believe that is the same guy I used to obsess over back in the 80s. I mean, I don't know what happened. Yeah, you, you lucked one, out on that one. For one thing, drag queens are reading the standard children's classics such as Dr. Seuss and such and Good night, moon, and things of that nature. Kirk Cameron wants to spiel his, you know, come with us QAnon bullshit. Books right. that he's written, in other words. Yeah. It's like, dude, yeah. if you want to go read it, I don't know. Aren't there 
churches mm-hmm. that you could go and do that. Because, mm-hmm. you know, the kids of atheists aren't going to go there and listen to you read a book at a, <laughs> at a library, right? <laughs> he fails to see that what he's talking about trying to do is pretty much indoctrination. Yeah. So but Okay, Kirk Cameron. Okay. I'm ashamed. I am ashamed. I'm ashamed. Yeah. So at least there's sort of a... It just goes to show you they don't ever think things through. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Like passing laws, you can't have books with incest in school libraries. Okay, well, guess what? You just got removed from the school library. <laughs> uh-huh. But the, the thing of it is, is as far as this, this, this business in Colorado is, out of all the cases that get submitted to the Supreme Court to be heard, hers does for something that she hasn't even done. Yeah. And who's to say that she's, who's to say that her design company is just that big in Colorado, that her expansion of it will be in such high demand that odds are some same sex couple will approach her and ask her to do a wedding planning thing. And she'll have to say no. And she'll feel real, real bad about it because she does love the LGBT, LGBT. There I go. You infected me. She does love the rainbow folk, but she does not believe gay marriage is legitimate. Sis, yeah. nobody asked you for all that. First of all, lady, have you heard of GoDaddy and WordPress? Yeah, That's what I'm saying. They There's could go so and many- do that whole thing for like $14.99. Mm-hmm. Not to mention, I'm, and I'm, I'm guaranteeing that she's probably seeing an uptick in business right now because of this. Because yeah. there are people who like the way she thinks and they want to give her some business. I'm well, yeah, she's not that. paying for this at all. The it, the same group that paid for uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the praying coach at the 50-yard line, they're paying for this too. The Alliance Defending Freedom. Yeah. Yes. Um, but yeah, she's going to see an uptick of business at people that are on her side. And then she's going to see some probably, it'll probably even out, really. From mm-hmm. what we, from all the strides that we've seen in the past few years regarding LGBTQ plus uh, advancements, you've seen just that many more people be more vocal about their opposition to it. And and, yeah. and just as an as just as a side note, people opposing the LGBTQ plus community are moot. You opposing it does not neutralize their existence. I just thought I'd put that yeah. out there. Anyway, but it, yeah. it's sort of like <laughs> when my oldest daughter was two and three you'd put her to bed and she would try to come out and she would walk backwards down the hall because if she couldn't see us we couldn't see her mm-hmm. it, it's like a grown-up version of that <laughs> ah. <laughs> <laughs> if we outlaw it they'll stop to exist <laughs> oh yeah if we just say we don't believe in it long enough it'll go away it'll go away you know just like racism yeah, yeah, yeah. I have I have decided that racism and hate and all of this stuff it's it's really just just human gonorrhea. It just doesn't go away. <laughs> you, you know, you, you think that shot of penicillin took care of it, and lo and behold, it didn't. It's still in your system. It may be undetectable for a while, but you know. And it just hit me it, that I called evangelicals gonorrhea. I'm not ouch. taking that back though. Ouch! I'm not walking it back. Have courage in your convictions, Jack. I'm proud of you. I'm anyway, <laughs> point being is is 
I think we've made the point, really. But <sighs> the audacity. That's all I can say at this point. Just the audacity. That just like and you said it a little bit ago, our beliefs should be the priority here because we insist that this country is is a God foundation on Christianity based. No, it's not. Was it? But you there, refuse to believe that. There's writings. You can go check it out. You know, the big one. Anyway. Oh, yeah, we'll get to that anyway. <laughs> but it, it, I'm wrapping up here. That is my WTF. I'm. I'm glad to see the advancements uh, for the protection, but I am sad to see that people still insist that there's something wrong here. The only thing wrong is your thought processes. Yeah, yeah. And while we're still on the subject of hypocrites, oh can my. we move into my WTF? Absolutely. Because strangely enough, mm -mm. it involves <laughs> hypocrites. <laughs> Does it? <laughs> it does. And so I'm just going to go ahead and say, I didn't necessarily want to go and find the state in the exact election that this occurred in because I didn't want to sort of give that guy press. Mm. So there was a, uh, someone was running for the house, Republican and Democrat. Uh, I can't remember if it was state or federal. And about, oh, three weeks, month, something like that before the election, the dude got caught. How can I phrase this? Um, spanking his monkey in a parking lot across the street from a school when kids were on recess playing outside. Mm. So, I mean, you know, that's mm. bad. Mm. And he got arrested, obviously, mm. as one does. And mm -hmm. I guess he did not want to embarrass his family. Too late. Right. But, you know, there was jail stuff going on. I think he... You know, decided to <laughs> plead guilty and all that. But here's the thing. All of the ballots for the election had already been printed. And I understand printing ballots is expensive and you can't mm. necessarily remove him and do all of that crap. Mm. But the story was big enough that it made the news for that whole state. You know, that was like a huge thing. Guy running for office gets caught doing that. That dude on election day got 41% of the vote. I, yeah. I'm... And you said, was this recent or you said a while ago? No, this was in the midterms. This was literally, okay, okay, okay. literally, what, three weeks ago, a month ago, I guess, a month ago. Okay. This isn't, it's gross as hell, first of all. I, that goes without saying. But I'm not surprised. When you, when you see the voter turnout for people who have done far less disgusting things, but equally as disturbing. Right. I'm not surprised. I mean, I mean look... And we'll, we'll get to that fella down in Georgia here shortly. But look how many people turned out for him on the November election and the uh, yeah. the um, runoff just earlier this week. Yeah. There's well, no shortage of people who there's no shortage of people. They don't give a shit. They're they, fine with depravity uh, of any level. They are strictly only voting for the letter behind the name. That's it. And you know what? Fine, I get that. If you can't, if you're a Republican and you can't vote for a Democrat, there's no law that says you have to vote on every single thing on a ballot. Correct. You could have left that blank and just not voted for either one. You could have stayed your ass at home and not bothered. Yes, but at the very least, just don't click that guy's box. Like, well, you know, he's jerking off the kids, but at least he's not a Democrat. 
And I'm glad you said, I'm gl- no, I'm not glad you said that, but I'm glad you bring it up in that regard because it's, 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 it feels almost like, it feels like a long extended version of intervention where you've got these people that are so determined to get their next high that they would do anything. It doesn't matter who they hurt or what they have to do, they're going to get their next high. They don't care about the rest of anything. This is how some of these people on the Republican side seem to be. It doesn't matter what their own candidate does or is or says. The fact that they're Republican is all they need, and they're determined to put that guy or woman in the office. They're determined. Nothing else matters. Like you have the world's dumbest horse that has especially big blinders on. So you can't even get the horse to walk straight because he's so damn dumb. <laughs> yeah. It I mean, I can't I can't argue that point. It's I, it's just disgusting that your hatred of the other party is such that you will vote for a dude who did that over the other candidate. You don't have to vote. You could just have left that portion blank and voted all the rest of the stuff. It's not like anybody's over your shoulder saying you, you know you got to feel the whole thing out right. No, that never has happened. It's never happened in the voting booth. Yeah. So why do why do you feel compelled to put that person in office knowing how foul they are? Yeah. Why? And it, it it has to be something in the brain. If if know. it would if that number would have been like say seven percent, that ne- wouldn't have necessarily bothered me because there could have been some early voting. You know, people out of state. You know, doing melon v- voting that just didn't know. But that number should be, and seven's being generous. It really should be probably, you know, five or less percent, you know. So I'll give you that there will be, would have been some people not in the know. But that should be a small single digit number, (laughs) not almost 50. (laughs) You know, that's, woo. I'm, I'm, I don't know. I, I'm baffled on that one. Yeah. I am baffled. I, As am I. I. Like I said, I mean, I imagine people in the GOP can say the same thing about folks who steadily vote Democrat. Okay, fair. And yes, we have, there have been some dirty ones coming out of the De- Democratic Party. Also fair. It's accurate. Yeah, I but when Anthony Weiner got caught, <laughs> he did not get 41% of the vote. Did not. He did not. He did not. So what was what was his what was his what was his name? He had the stupidest name, the social I, name. Yeah, I think I blocked that out. <laughs> I think I did too because it was so cheesy. Yeah, yeah. Even if he was just an everyday ordinary citizen and not a guy in the public eye, I still would have been like, "Who thinks of that?" It was it was something dumb, and and because it's something dumb, I'm going to go look it up immediately after after we finish recording because that's how I am. But yeah, that that has stuck in my head about how determined Republicans are to par- to partisanship. They are determined to keep it all in the family. It that doesn't matter it doesn't matter if the uncle is a drunk and likes to beat cat. You're inviting him to the barbecue anyway because he's family and you never turn your back on family. <laughs> that is true. And while we're on the subject of 
voting for people based solely upon the letter behind their name, even though they are clearly morons. We're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be back to discuss Herschel Walker. Hey, listening friends, Jack here. And I would like to tell you about the sponsor of today's episode. And that sponsor is Atlas. Atlas is a branding, web development, and content marketing agency. As a business owner, your day-to-day is uncharted enough. From branding and web design to content marketing, Atlas will help you navigate this digital terrain with ease. In today's world, social media is a great tool. However, you need to have a concrete, focused plan on how to use it. And that's where Atlas comes in. Atlas can help you navigate this modern digital world. And on top of that, Atlas can also help you with traditional means of marketing. So if you would like to book your free consultation, please visit atlasokc.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-O-K-C.com for your free consultation. And we're back. (laughs) Sorry, we were just telling some jokes. Oh, Lord. Listening friends, you know, we have absolutely no good sense over here. So, yeah. Anyway, to pick up where we left off. Yeah, that guy. (laughs) Yeah. That that guy. As we were just talking about, that dude still got over a million votes. I think it was 1.7. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. How can you vote for a guy that was literally... You know, in his fifties, shocked that it made it like a big campaign point that werewolves can kill vampires. And I want to be your werewolf. Vote for me. It didn't quite pan out. Yeah. But here's the here's the the thing, and it's the same way I felt or feel about the Trumpster is that, regardless of the fact that he lost, he didn't lose by a whole lot comparatively. And the fact that they even had to have a runoff between him and Reverend Warnock. It's a mind blower because the way I see it is that even if there is, even if let's say the Trumpster and Walker and people like them never see the inside of any political appointed office ever again or ever, it doesn't mean that the people that supported and voted for them aren't still here. They will always be here. They are standing off to the side of the dirt road waiting for the next wagon to jump on. They're waiting. And it's just going to be a matter of time before someone of that same caliber. Like say 2024. Yes. They're, they're eagerly awaiting, eagerly awaiting. Yeah. And the only thing I got out of this is Newt Gingrich Clearly should have been an actor in Hollywood because that guy made some stuff, said some stuff about Herschel Walker on Fox News that there is no way in hell that man believed it. But when you listen to him spoke speak about it, you're like, that is some that is some Citizen Kane level acting. Was that the one where he's like, Herschel Walker is a godsend and he's exactly what Georgians need. And oh, my God. <laughs> And he may have suffered some concussions and have some CTE, and he's not really good at getting his point across, but he's going to be a whirlwind in the Senate, and he's going to be such a leader in the Senate. The country's going to love having him. And I'm like, really? Are we we talking about the same? We're talking about werewolf guy? Yeah. FBI agent 
showing his little plastic badge on stage, Herschel Walker? He's probably a fan of the Twilight movies. Um, And I say movies because books. No. Um, But yeah, that guy. That guy who has no use for pronoun. That guy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's... That's just... That's the part that... I have so many mixed feelings about this because, you know, as we've discussed before, the reason they picked Herschel Walker is not a good reason. And he let himself be used and become a national joke. Mm -hmm. That being said, you can, you know, you can be a victim and a perpetrator at the same time. Correct. You absolutely can. You absolutely can. I'm like I said, it's not so. It's not so much him or or anybody else that gets put up to try to run for office. It's just the fact that they have supporters and they will always have supporters. And the more progression that we see, let's say in things like what we talked about earlier in the episode, LGBTQ rights, the more progression we see in areas like that, the more people you are going that the more people that are going to be that much louder and more vocal about their opposition to it. Because again, mm-hmm. yeah. and we've talked we've talked about this on random on many occasions. Just one group gaining right does not mean a loss of rights for someone else. But you can't tell these yeah. people that. You yeah. can't tell them that. You know, I I had been married for a pretty decent number of years at this point. <gasps> you are? Yes, I know. Shocking that oh someone would stick around with me that long. Um, <laughs> Hi, Heather. <laughs> <laughs> And when when was it the Supreme Court? Was it 2011 when Supreme Court or the Supreme Court basically go, hey, gay gay marriage, cool, yay. I believe so. Okay, so we'll we'll just use that because neither one of us can remember off the top of our head. So that would be like the 11th year of this. So for 11 of my almost 30 years of marriage, my marriage has not changed one bit (laughs) because... You know, our alphabet friends have been allowed to get married. Our marriage didn't change. We are Uh still married. It hasn't affected anything at all. I come home and we're still married. It didn't change anything. Our relationship did not change, you know, because of that. It so I'm I'm proof positive that same sex marriage has no effect whatsoever mm-hmm. on I don't know whatever you want to call traditional marriage whatever I don't know <laughs> but just get over it good god let people be happy quit sucking the joy out of the world so in other words the fact that Rick and Joe get to get married takes absolutely nothing away from your marriage correct right no okay. nope not at all okay. no nope. I still you know what I still come home we still, you know, I'm I'm sure in same sex marriage, same sex marriages, they come home from work and probably spend a good ten minutes discussing what's for dinner, like we do. Probably that's what I'm saying. There's absolutely no difference here. Yeah. And who wants to get married and how those marriages work? Period. Yeah. And I, I know, I know, it, I know that me never been married. <laughs> Shouldn't know these things, but I've seen it happen. You know, right. with a lot of a lot of family and friends, and I'm thinking to myself, this can't be any different, no matter who it is that comes home and sits down and takes your shoes off and pays the bills. 
Right. I'm, I'm going to make another Gen X reference here. Mm. So you've never been married, but you've played a married person on TV. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I did sleep at a comfort inn last night. <laughs> right, right. And by but, the way, I'm sorry, let me just interject. It was, it's been since June, uh, June 26, 2015. Oh, okay. Well, still a shorter period of time, but mm-hmm. there has mm-hmm. still been no effect. And I can promise you that this thing that I am about to say probably also has occurs in same-sex marriages. Every time I put dishes in the dishwasher, when my wife goes to add dishes and then run it, she rearranges everything that I put where I put it because I didn't put it in the right spot. So then when I just intentionally put things in the wrong spot, because if she's going to move it anyway, why put it (laughs) in there without annoying her, right? I'm sure that also happens. I'm sure. I'm I, I believe, I, I agree. I believe that it does. I believe every doggone marriage or partnership or companionship after certain after a certain point in time or a certain length, p- both partners have their own little idiosyncrasies. Yeah. And the other one, other ones learn to live with it. And do you know why none of these things should be surprising? Because we're all human beings and that's the way we're built. Yeah. Sure. And mm-hmm. when people love each other, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't. You so may fuss. I'm saying you may fuss about it, but if you love each other, you stick it out. Those those are those yeah. things, and everybody should have the right to stick it out through annoying little tiny things like this. Exactly. Whether, whether or not the dishwasher is arranged correctly, or whether or not toilet paper is over the top or under the bottom, or whether or not you should take your shoes off at the door and leave them there, or carry them in the room, or whether or not you should sit on the bed in your outside clothes. All of those things. Yeah, all of those things are probably toxic discussion in billions of households right now as we speak amongst a variety of folk, and that's the yeah. way it should be. And, Everybody and should have that right. I am one hundred percent sure that right now in the in this country, as we're recording this, mm. there are both same sex marriages and opposite sex marriages, and everything in between, wherever you you are where they are currently discussing what they're going to have for dinner. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. If nothing else, it is, how was your day? What's for dinner? Yeah. <laughs> and can you please take out the garbage? Somebody, somebody's arguing yeah. about that now too. That's universal. So why can't you just not give a crap? That's what I'm saying. That doesn't affect you. That's genuinely. And I, I know this is going to sound a little, probably a little brusque, that's genuinely how I feel about it. It is not my business what other grown consenting adults do or who they live with or who they love or who they marry. None of my business. Yeah. And that's that's the base level because I'm trying or working on being a more compassionate human being. Yeah. It, makes me sound, it makes me sound like I'm a T-1000. <laughs> but right. in, my que- in my quest to be a softer, gentler me, I'm also understanding that Realizing and acknowledging it's not my business is just the base level of yeah. what needs to happen. If you care, you need to also care about people like that. And you need to also, when you hear about these kinds of stories or you see some kind of foolishness going on surrounding this community, say something. Talk about it. Get it out there. That's yeah. that's where I'm at on it. And to be honest with you, if you are so opposed to other people being happy, you're kind of a dick not kind of you are yeah 
because their happiness, once again, takes nothing away from you. Yeah. What do you care? You should be happy that other people are happy, especially when it has no bearing on anything of you. You know what? You still can go to church on Sunday mornings, Sunday nights, and Wednesdays. If you want to take your kids to Awana, you still get to do that. Sure do. It doesn't change any of that. If you, you know, want to watch Kirk Cameron movies, go for it. If that's what makes you happy, I don't care. Do it. I mean, it's going to be a pretty poor two hours. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. When was there? I can't really think of a Kirk Cameron movie in my memory that was any good that Obviously, whatever he did wasn't that good, or I'd remember. Because listening, friends, when I tell you I had the worst crush on Kirk Cameron back on the day, a la the Growing Pains era, that I did. I did a whole speech in my speech class on him. Okay? Wow. Yes. Yes, I did. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, but we had no idea that uh, he was going to be growing into a giant pain in the ass. No, nobody knew. I'm sorry, folks. I've been a dad for a long time. And sometimes that stuff just pops out. Pain in the ass? Bad dad jokes. And Kirk Cameron on growing pains and then saying he knew he was going to grow into a giant pain in the ass. Oh, my gosh. That went straight over my head. It's been a long day. I'm so glad to be here with y'all right now. Really. (laughs) So I just want to apologize for that bad dad joke. But, you know. Here's the point. Here's me missing it. Okay. okay. So <laughs> I'm the I'm here now. I'm on the page. Anyway, but yeah, I I I don't I don't understand the pervasive need to want to know what happens in, uh, in, under somebody else's roof. Yeah, I don't you, I don't care. I you pay no bills over there. They don't pay your bills. You or to put it a little bit more um vividly, you don't shit what they eat. Don't right? worry about it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. You know what? If you want to come home and turn yourself into a gigantic pimento cheese burrito, if that's what makes you happy, I don't care. I find that odd. It is strange. But if that's what you want to do and it makes you happy, if you're doing it under your own roof, go for it. Now, you know, if you go to do it in the middle of like a dog park, I'm going to say that would be bad. And I'm going to also say you kind of had that coming. Are you okay? Yeah. You know, the dogs, the dogs are coming. They're coming. And they're gonna, they're gonna enjoy them some pimento cheese. But anyway, <laughs> take quit, a bite out of crust. Sucking the happiness and joy out of other people because mm-hmm. your book that was written in the Iron Age tells you to, even though it doesn't really tell you to. Yeah, so, I mean, you know. So there is that. There is that. It's all open to interpretation, I guess. But anyway. Yeah. And now we're going to, I think, mosey on to a slightly different topic that happened over the weekend by failed former president Donald Trump. And that's what he is, a failed former president. Heaven forbid. We're going to get a nasty gram from him. I I think we can handle it. (laughs) Yeah. So Saturday, the Donald on Truth Social Troft, whatever you call those things. The following. Yeah. There's a like speech it's... where he there's a speech where he was talking about truth social, but he was a moron and he couldn't say his own social network right. And he goes, it's gonna be called Troth Social. Oh <laughs> something like that. Yeah. Oh wow. 
Oh, wow. You, mm. So I call it trothing. Trothdashal. That just, so just to go very vaguely related for my pop culture moment, I was um, entertaining a rewatching of the Steve Martin classic, the remake of Father of the Bride earlier yes. today, which after I watch stuff, you know, 20 years later, I always have a different viewpoint of it. However, it's still funny. And Steve Martin is, he really is one of those classic comedic dudes. He's made a career out of being comedically anxious. Anyway, there, there's a role in there of the wedding planner played by Martin Short. Martin Short, yeah. With that ridiculous accent. And that's exactly what his accent sounded like. Juice <laughs> Sasha. <laughs> So right now, that's glorious. Forevermore, every time I think of the Trumpster, I'm going to think of Martin Short in that role. (laughs) Please go ahead. I apologize. All right. So here it is. And I'm going to warn you this is not a paragraph, it is just, in fact, two run on sentences. Here goes. So, comma, with the revelation of all caps, massive and Widespread fraud and deception. Once again, still all caps. Now back to regular. In working closely with big tech companies, the DNC and the Democrat Party, do you throw the presidential election results of 2020 out? Once again, all capped. And declare the rightful winner? All capped. Or do you have a new election? All caps. Question mark. This is the important part. <laughs> that other part wasn't, that was just, you know, appetizers. Mm. A massive fraud of this type and magnitude allows for the termination of all rules, regulations, and articles, even those found in the Constitution. Let me read that again. Termination of all rules, regulations, and articles, even those found in the Constitution. And then he ends it with our great founders, but, you know, those have, you know, quotation marks around them. So does he not believe that <laughs> did not watch and would not condone false and fraudulent elections, but the false and fraudulent are capitalized, not the whole word, just the first letter of the words and the same thing with elections. So whoops, he did that on um, last Saturday. Which, of course, that caused kind of an uproar in the press. Mm-hmm. And a lot of Republicans were all of a sudden getting questioned about that. So on, this was either Sunday or maybe it was Monday, but I'm pretty sure that it was Sunday. He then trotted this out. The <laughs> fake news, both of those first letter cap, is uh-huh. actually trying to convince the American people, both of which cap, first letter, that okay. I said I wanted to terminate the Constitution. To be fair, he did not say that. He only typed it. This is simply more disinformation and lies. Now those, the whole thing is capped. Just like Russia, 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 those three are all capped. And all of their other hoaxes and scams, all capped. What I said was that when there is massive and widespread fraud and deception, once again, all cap, as has been irrefutably proven in the 2020 presidential election, 
steps must be immediately taken to right the wrong, all in caps again, only fools, all in caps again, would disagree with that and accept stolen elections, all in caps. And then he ends it with MAGA with an exclamation point. <laughs> oh, my God. That hurt my chest. Um, um, first of all, and this is by no means all of it. First of all, where is the proof? Where is, where is his irrefutable proof of massive and widespread election fraud? It was in the 61 court cases that happened after the election of 2020 that he lost. That's where the proof was. Okay. So. Oh, no. Uh, those would have been wins. Sorry. I got confused. Okay. Yeah. That's where I was going. Because if it was irrefutable, he would have only really needed maybe a half dozen cases to get his point across. If there was yeah. irrefutable and factual proof of widespread and flagrant fraud. Flake fraud, flagrant fraud. That's the name of a band, flagrant fraud. If there was irrefutable, if there was irrefutable proof, he wouldn't have needed to try fifty some time. Yeah. To get the election overturned. And say his attorney when she's getting sued for a couple of hundred million dollars, Sidney Powell, and she gets uh, her defense to. She actually said this in a deposition is. Nobody could have believed the claims that I was were making to be true. And yet you took the job anyway. Yeah. And she's lost her law license in multiple states because of this. And oh. Rudy Giuliani lost his law license in New York. And he's currently getting tried in Washington, D.C., to oh. which he admitted under oath. We had no proof whatsoever that any fraud took place. Oh. But clearly that's indisputable. <laughs> oh, Sure. And in, in, in short order, the Trumpster is going to provide irrefutable proof that he did not hire either one of these people to make any of these claims on his behalf mm -hmm. because they failed to prove it. Yeah. Well, to be fair, he probably still hasn't paid him. So. Oh, yeah. Well, that's, that is true. <laughs> that, is absolutely, that is that is irrefutable. That's irrefutable right there. Nobody's yeah. seen, nobody's seen near one check. Not, not a this next part I'm about to say, though, is every bit and equally as disturbing. Mm. So on the trough of the first one where he wants to terminate, he had 62.3 thousand likes and 20.3 thousand retroths. I mean, I mean, that is that is his backyard that he's in. So why not? That that's and that was just. When this screenshot was taken, you know, I, I don't know what the final number is. Oh, yeah, that is true. That was just the time that the screenshots that I have were, were taken because I, I grabbed these off the old interwebs. And then the second one where he talks about how he didn't say that at the time that this one was done, he had 12.5 retroths and 36.5 likes. <laughs> but then um, I have literally seen people on social media is reposting it going, he never said that. See, he never said that. And it's like, you can literally read it. It's not fake folks. He, you can read it. I mean, but this is, this tracks, this is par for the course for him. Yeah. He, he will say something as plain as paste in his little simple one cent word formations, whatever he calls sentences. And then immediately turn around and said, that didn't happen. He's been doing it. I know it is. 
<laughs> it is so easy to gaslight the willing. I mean, is it really gaslighting if they're willing? Because gaslighting right? implies some kind of, <laughs> gaslighting impro- implies some kind of fraud or manipulation. Yeah, honestly, yeah. it's a cult. And it's easy, what it's is easy? It's easy to leave the willing. That is true. He is definitely, you know, the you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. Well, Donald Trump can lead Trumpers MAGA to water, and they will drink up whatever it is he's he pulls up to. You can lead the you can lead the sheep to the barn, and they will stay still while you shear them to death. Yeah, and and and, and cheer about it. My God. It's a cult. I'm sorry. What is one of the hallmarks of a cult? There is a leader that it does not matter what they say or do. His followers believe it without doubt. You can be confronted. Like you could show videotape footage of cult leaders saying X thing three months ago. But, you know, three months in the future, they've changed what's going on. And they will say, no, he never said that. That's not what he meant. If you're continually having to explain what the guy with the big brain and all of the best words really meant. Well, he didn't mean that. What he meant was, no, he meant it. Everything that fascist says, he means. He means it. He means that man it. is a fascist. It, it just, now whether or not he, whether or not he's going to stick to it depends on how much blowback he gets. Yep. And then if he still gets enough support from the base, then he'll just double and triple and quadruple down on it. No, no, I didn't say it. Or yes, yes, I said it. And here we are two years later, and he's still screaming about widespread and pervasive election fraud. Right. (laughs) And they, and they still buy it. People are still buying it. I know. And it, it goes right back to what we were talking about earlier in the episode. They'll always there's always going to be that contingent that will always be on the lookout for someone like him. And they will wait until the next thing comes along that they can get on board with whatever confirms their bias or more, probably more precisely at this point, their fear. Mm-hmm. Cause I, I really think that's what the baseline and what they're operating off of fear that somehow yeah. they're going, they're going to lose out on something or something is going to get taken away from him. What that is, they're not quite sure, but it's something yeah. And they've got yeah. to get behind the person that's going to protect them from it. Yep. And, and it's this guy or someone like him. Yeah. Yeah. And this is slightly different, but it ties into it. And it goes with what the Donald always says, you know, we were winning. And then all of a sudden about midnight, all these large numbers started coming in for Biden. That has to be fraud. Okay. Let's finish the thought process here. Republican legislatures pass laws that state absentee and mail-in ballot voting cannot be counted until after the polls close. In some states, mail-in and absentee ballots cannot be counted until the day of at the polling station votes have been counted, right? Mm -hmm. So if you have a million mail-in ballots of a state of, you know, 20 million people, whatever it is, and you're not allowed to start counting them until 7 p.m., When are, what's going to happen? Because they're not going to just update it one by one as it goes, right? Yeah. You're going to do it in numbers. At the end of this hour, we had 10,000 votes. We're, we will now enter that into the system. Because when you go and look, it's at a regular interview that, inter, you know, interval that that occurs. 
because they're counting and you don't do it every five minutes. You only update like an hour. So that's why at two and three in the morning, all of a sudden votes change by 10,000 votes because of that. If you could say, oh, I don't know, count melon votes and absentee ballots as they came in, guess what would happen? At 7.01, they would put those numbers on the screen and it would automatically be, you know, be part of it. Two in the morning, you wouldn't have these large change in numbers. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Right? So that's how it happens. They did it to themselves. And I have to believe that it was done so that they could scream fraud. Yeah. Of, yeah, of course. Because right? that, that's too much of what happened. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then in this election cycle, um, they've gone even further in a lot of these states. Uh, there are several states where they completely eliminated all but like one or two polling places in a county. Yes. A county yes. that, say, last election had 10 polling stations now has two or three. And they did it in such a way that the areas affected the worst are the one that the ones that trended Democratic. Well, yes, of course. And, yes. But even in some, because uh, there was a couple places where they did that and they were basically threatened, we're going to sue you because you didn't do it in all of the counties equally. So in Republican counties, that also occurred. And then they had the, the absolute gall to complain about there were such long lines yeah no shit sherlock you voted and made put in policies to make that happen you wanted yep. long lines you did it yep I'm, we're sorry that all of the shit you did to make certain populations of america you know to attempt to make them not want not come out to vote didn't work mm-hmm. and, that, and and somehow that smells strangely of the same kind of quote unquote preemptive tactics that uh, your girl in Colorado is doing. Well, well we're yeah. just, we're just trying to make sure that without that they're saying it without saying it, we're just trying to make sure that things turn out in our favor and that we won't be accused of any malfeasance. But if for some reason it doesn't go our way, then there's definitely fraud on the other side. End quote. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you know, to the wider world, the official statement is, well, we're just doing it to make the voting fair. Blah, yeah, blah, blah. right, right. And let's just, okay, just sort sure. of also, while we're on this thought experiment train, mm. if you lose and other members of your party win on the same election day. On the same ballot. On the same ballot. Don't think that you're so fucking important that they only faked and stole the election from you. Sorry, narcissist. No, because they if they were going to do it, they would have done it all the way down the ballot. I mean, really. But somehow, two years into this, no one has really, really made an issue of pushing that very obvious fact. And that's facts. And it's, it's happening not, in Arizona right now. It's not speculation. It's not a conspiracy theory. It's fact. Yeah. If it's, if it's fraud that your boy didn't win, but everybody else you wanted to did win, it's either all or nothing. You can't yeah. cherry pick it. But that's exactly what's been happening. Repeatedly. I am, and, I'm almost simultaneously uh, offended and yet slightly complimented that they feel that the Democratic Party is so intelligent that we can totally fake an election, but we're so stupid that we just can't do it all the way down. Yeah, we, yeah, Democrats faked it. <laughs> 
strictly at the presidential level. Yeah. But for all your all your senators and representatives and such, that part's totally legit. Yeah. All the, we were, in all the states you won in, because, you know, we can't cheat in any state that, you know, might be another state. Oh, yeah. 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 You know, yeah. state that you've won. That would be crazy. That would be. I mean, what's that's like the worst James Bond evil plot ever. <laughs> right. I mean, they're not. Yeah. It's just like, ugh. you know, part of me is like, they think we're pretty damn smart. And yet they think we're idiots. That's what I'm saying. It, they don't understand. There's there's so many gray areas. It's neither black or white. It's so many gray areas. And for for all the all the loopholes the Democratic Party has right now, this is not one of them. <laughs> this is not one of them. <laughs> it's the opposite of Republicans because they think they're not smart enough to figure out their bullshit. Oh boy! And that they're stupid. <laughs> GOP is like, we're the real evil geniuses here. They're like, and it we, works for Republicans. And we've, do, and we've done nothing wrong. <laughs> this mindset works very well with our voters. It's got to be the same. Democratic voters can't figure this out. No. <sighs> like, it really is like Dr. Evil in Austin Powers. It really is. Like, like I, I, I see it right now sitting around with, with the ugliest hairless cats in the world just stroking them, just but they're not even <laughs> they're not even like the great value Dr. Evil, right? So I guess that would mean they're not even mini me. That's what I was gonna say. They're not even mini me. <laughs> they're like they're not, even, they're not even the great value mini-me. They're, like the, mini <laughs> they're like the the family dollar mini me. Hey, now family dollar, you can get some bang for your buck there. I'm trying to I, think of something equal just as bad. I can't think of it right off the top of my head. You can, but I'm just saying that, you know. I get it. On the on the tier of generic brands, the family Correct. dollar does fall below the the great value. How about the dollar twenty five store? The dollar twenty five yes. tree. That there level. you go. Yeah. That yeah. they're on the level of the dollar twenty five tree pregnancy test. Yeah. They mm. they just don't hold voters and voters in very high esteem. No. No. I mean, like I said, it, it's the last couple of years hadn't proven it, then this midterm election most certainly did. Yeah, but you know, so, hey, keep keep voting for people that don't give two shits about you. The audacity. I mean, that's what they say about people who vote Democrat. Democratic Party doesn't give shits about you. And again, I'll I'll be one of the first to admit that like I said the Democratic Party they they do have their weaknesses to show up, and I oh hope yeah they do it. I hope they do it in the next two years. But um, yeah, there's and, lots of stuff that they do that's not good, you know. They no. had a supermajority under the first two years of Barack Obama. They could have passed, they could have codified abortion. They could have codified marriage equality. They could have done all these things and they didn't do it because they were under the impression that because it was, you know, a precedent setting thing in the Supreme Court that it wasn't going to change. Mm-hmm. Missed the mark on that one. But if nothing else, maybe this is a wake up call for those who've, Who've managed to make it through the gauntlet this time, maybe. And and I, for one, I don't. I've never had anything against Nancy Pelosi per se, but I am glad that she's, she's stepping down. I am too. This new guy. It's time. It's time. Uh, Hakeem Jeffries. That's mm-hmm. it. Hakeem Jeffries. Yes. I saw a, a supercut of him <laughs> dogging Republicans. Mm. 
from the floor giving a speech. It was it was a pretty pleasant three minutes. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna have to look into that. I'm I'm ready for some for, uh, some fresh blood. I really am. If there's any part of the Constitution I would like to see amended, yeah, it would be, it would be term limits. I that needs to happen immediately because there's yeah. there's there's no there's no reason there's no reason why the majority of Congress needs to be old white guys. Yeah, yeah, and I will say just because we do need to wrap up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I had decided that uh, Gen Z is the fuck around and find out generation because they also voted very heavily in the Warnock Walker as they did in the uh, last one, uh, mm-hmm. the midterms. They did. And here's the thing uh, to the Republican Party because they are just mad, like to the point of wanting to move the voting age back up to 21. Yes. Here's my viewpoint you have a generation that. of their life, the U.S. was at war, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There are kids that the entirety of their life, the U.S. has been at war. They're the first generation that from kindergarten on has had to do school shooting drills. Not to mention having lived under the shadow of the worst domestic terrorist attack ever. Right. They have gone through two recessions. Mm-hmm. A pandemic. Mm-hmm. And then when you factor in that they are the most inclusive group of Americans in the American history. Yes. Mm-hmm. And if you are the party that don't care that they've had to go through shooting active shooting drills from kindergarten on because it's a mental health issue. Oh, yeah. They're also the most proactive in terms of mental health issues. Yes. And so you don't you have they have to go through all these active shooter drills and then when it happens you won't change anything because it's a mental health issue but we're not going to do anything for mental health mm-hmm. we can't do this we can't do this is it any shocker that these this generation is pretty progressive yes because the progressive viewpoint is the opposite of all of those things because you want to stop those things and it also explains why Gen Z has the lowest number of kids joining the military since the Carter administration. And I meant to say, no, it's not shocking at all. All of those things. None of that is shocking. It's not. And I hope, I hope the trend continues that, and and, and granted, this is probably a generation. um, And I think it has been like this for the last couple of generations that birth rates have fallen. So for whatever children they do happen to have, I hope they start passing on those kinds of those mindsets on to them. Mm-hmm. Because I do too. a lot of what we're dealing with right now, especially in, I won't even say just the older generation, people of our age and, and some in their 40s and 30s still have a really, a really childish, selfish mindset about allowing everybody room and space to exist. And I hope that for those those generations coming behind us, those ones that think like that already, I hope they continue to pass that mindset on down. I'm, I do I'm too. hopeful. I'm hopeful. I am too. I am too. So might I add though, since we're coming close to the end, sure. Um, and this has been a, this is a bit of big news uh, as of today, actually. Um, Russia has released Brittany Griner, who has been yep. in custody. Um, there in Russia since this past February, since literally just before their invasion of Ukraine. And um, 
they have apparently have been working back and forth with the U.S. government for some time and have agreed upon a prisoner exchange. Brittany Griner for, excuse me, I can't think of the fellow's name right off the top of my head. Um, he's a Russian arms dealer that has been in custody here in the U.S. for, what, 20 years? So it's, for, it's been a good... Something a like good, that. It's been a goodish amount of time. And let's see. Oh, Victor Bout. Um, he had he has served 11 years of a 25-year prison sentence here in the U.S. And he's had his, the remainder of his sentence um, vacated and returned back to Russia. Now, as we have seen in the last few years especially, how everybody on social media has turned into scientists and uh, political historians and, um, you know, various experts on every subject under the sun. Today, mm -hmm. we saw all the junior uh, political Prisoner negotiators. Correct. <laughs> all these people that had such irrefutable opinions about how this should have never gone the way it went. Well, first of all, None of y'all talking, including the two of us here, work for the U.S. government. We have no earthly idea all of the things that had to happen for this to go off the way it did. Yeah. And exactly. for whatever whatever the opinion is about Brittany Griner, because I have heard some very awful opinions made about um, her character and things of the like, you really think that it was a fair deal for her to get nine years in the penal colony for having a small amount of hashish oil. Yeah, I mean, really? it wasn't even like the real deal. It was the freaking really. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. And part of the a part of the backlash on that too was that there were rumors for some time now that the exchange was going to involve not just uh, Ms. Griner but also um, another prisoner that's been there. In Russian custody for the last four years, an ex-Marine by the name of Paul Whelan. That didn't happen. They were not able to negotiate to bring him home. But him and his family have expressed that they are indeed happy that Ms. Griner has, is able right. yes. to return home. Which, from what I think we just saw just before we began recording, she is back in American soil. So, Right. And uh, with the other fella, Whelan, as you pointed out, you said he's been there for how many years? Did you say? Was it four? four. I believe and, it's four. And President Biden has only been president for what's the number of years on that? A little over two and a half. So there was a large, there was a portion of the time that he's been in prison that the greatest negotiator in the history of the universe was president? Mm-hmm. Huh. Odd. That, so, odd for a guy that enjoys kissing Putin's ass and on top of it is the greatest negotiator ever was not able to get him out. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Interesting. So hmm. that's, that's part of the backlash that Biden's people didn't do enough to get Leland out. And like I said, I've, I've read, I've read so many quote opinions on how this should have gone from people who have no idea about, uh, prisoner swaps between governments and um, international yep. law or geopolitical negotiations. They, they also have no knowledge of the same thing, but just replace that with American. Correct. <laughs> they have, and, and granted, 
I know about as much as the average, maybe the average person, let's say, about these kinds of things. Do you know there have been supposedly worse prisoner trades done in the past? There probably have been. Oh, there have been. But yet somehow people are making a stink about this because, one, they don't like Biden. Two, they don't like Biden and they don't think Ms. Griner is deserving of this. Three, they mm. don't like Biden or they don't think Ms. Griner is deserving of this. And they think that an ex-Marine who served his country proudly should be left there. Right. Well, the circumstances behind their arrests are completely different. Whelan has been in prison for four years there because he was accused of spying. Now, whether he did that or not is still under debate. Okay. Um, what some people don't know, and I just found out earlier today, is that even though he might be an ex-Marine, he did not have a stellar military career. Mm-hmm. Look it up. I'm not saying yeah. that he's 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 any more deserving of having to be there than anything else. But his circumstances are different. And Biden's people have said they did try to negotiate that to bring yeah. both of them home. Right. And Russia would not allow for it. So Right. And once again, we're, we are going to have to wrap up. But I yes. would say that, say, a worse prisoner swap would be um, taking a guy that was a member of the Taliban that had been in prison for a while, and you're negotiating with the Taliban, and all of the people on your cabinet say, don't let this guy out of prison, and then you let him out of prison, and then he goes and becomes the leader of the Taliban immediately. And then whenever you kick the U.S. out and sign all of this stuff, and then it goes bad, and you blame it on the other guy, and now that guy's the leader of the Taliban and the head of that country. That sounds like a bad swap. Gee, imagine that. But what do we know? Yeah, you know what we got in re- in exchange for that? Do tell. That was it. No, I just did. I just told oh, you. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So there you go. Yeah. There you go. I, I just, this is another one of those instances of people forming huge passion-filled opinions based on 27% of the facts. Congratulations. Welcome to America. Yeah, yeah there we go. That but you know sense. what's gone past 27%? The length of time we've been recording tonight. Correct. <laughs> we had a lot to talk about, but we are. We did. We did. As my mom likes to say, we're on the phone for a long amount of time. I'm going to let you go. yeah yeah we've been at it for a minute now so oh boy we we both have to get up and it's a school night for us we both have to get up and go to work tomorrow of course some of us have a little further to go because we don't work from home don't hate me because i'm beautiful okay so (laughs) i i actually me being in an office setting is much better because i cannot be trusted to have any amount of focus for longer than about 30 seconds when I'm at home by myself. And then it works out. See? Ta-da. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, with that, uh, we hope you guys enjoyed the show and you can leave if you need a drink or a cigarette or some weed or. So um, go for join it. Us. Yeah. Join us. Same place. Whatever time you find this, whether it's at work or at home, we'll see you then. That we will. Bye. As always, thank you for listening to our podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please leave us a review, hit that like button, and subscribe on your preferred podcast platform. Your feedback is valuable, and we welcome it. 
If you would like to contact, connect with, or just want to see what we talk about between episodes, you can find us on Facebook under our podcast name, on Instagram at K-A-Y-A-N-D-J-A-Y-S-T-W, our website, podpage.com slash kenyatta-jack-save-the-world or email at k.j.savetheworld at gmail.com. If you would like to learn about and contribute to our chosen charities, you can do so at Service Dog Project at servicedogproject.org and Black Women's Health Initiative at bwhi.org. Kenyatta and Jack Save the World is a product of Hyper Focus Podcasts.